Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, American. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. I think that was supposed to be Hello, America instead of Hello, Americans. That's okay. Nonetheless, boy, uh, my buddy Greg sent me the story uh, before the show started. I had totally missed it. And suddenly it has become, I think, the story that needs to be talked about because nobody's talking about this. This is National Police Week across America. It is uh, communities across America honor police forces, particularly police officers who have been subject to all sorts of abuse and attack over the last several years, deserve to be honored. They, on a daily basis, get up and put their lives on the line so that you and I can be safe. They are maligned. They are accused of being racists. They are accused of bigotry, and still, more often than not, they are good men and women in our communities who keep us safe. Not only that, um, every month goes by with stories of police officers being gunned down by criminals, sometimes outgunned, sometimes outnumbered, families get phone calls, visits, to let them know that their son or daughter, husband or wife will not come home, not because they were fighting enemies abroad, but because they were keeping our streets safe at home. So you wanna honor the police. And every year this week is designated as National Police Week. And the Congress of the United States passed a resolution to honor the police in the United States, the resolution said, quote, that police officers and other law enforcement personnel, especially those who have made the ultimate sacrifice, should be remembered and honored. You will not be surprised to learn that two Democrats voted against this. It did not pass the House of Representatives unanimously. Two Democrats voted against it, and you will not be, you're thinking AOC, And Ilhan Omar, you will be surprised to learn it was not AOC. It was not uh, Ilhan Omar. Instead, it was Rashida Tlaib of Michigan and Cori Bush of Missouri. Uh, Those two radical leftists voted visibly, uh, audibly yelled no to the resident. They didn't just push the button. They could have pushed the button. Instead, they yelled no. According to Fox News, the resolution honored, quote, the 556 law enforcement officers killed in the line of duty, including 224 officers killed in 2022, as well as 332 officers killed in previous years whose stories were recovered during 2022. 
It called on ensuring police are equipped with the resources and training necessary to keep communities safe. This, I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't a massive number of Democrats voting against the resolution, but I'm not surprised two members of the squad did it. But this is becoming a recurring theme among progressive activists around the country. In fact, there was a mayoral election in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania last night. The woman who won the Democratic primary, which means she will be mayor of Philadelphia, her name's Sherelle Parker. She was backed by a lot of unions, but she was vehemently opposed by progressives. One of her opponents was supported by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders. And that opponent, a communist, won areas that were predominantly wealthy and white. Rich, white Philadelphians voted for the actual communist who lost. It was the areas hit by crime, the largely non-white areas, and the blue-collar working white areas of Philadelphia that united to vote for Sherelle Parker. Do you know what Sherelle Parker ran on? This is a woman backed by the labor unions. It's a woman who's been active in city politics for a while. Do you know what Sherelle Parker ran on and won the Democratic primary in Philadelphia? Democrats, you should pay attention to this. Sherelle Parker won on expanding the police force and engaging in more stop and frisk searches. There's hope. Philadelphia Democrats are tired of crime in their city. Their city's not safe. And their district attorney has made it less safe. He's the George Soros-funded prosecutor who lets people out of jail for pretty much any crime, including gun violence. So the mayor of Philadelphia, the voters reacted, and the mayor of Philadelphia, the, 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 she's going to get elected. The Republican has no shot at winning in a city like Philadelphia. But the Democratic mayor and the Republican opponent both agree, expand the police force and engage in Terry stops, the, the stop and frisk searches. You have any sort of probable cause, you get to stop and frisk someone to see if they have a gun. That's remarkable in a place like Philadelphia. Democrats should be paying attention to this. The winds are changing. People don't feel safe. And there's this propaganda campaign in the media. You know, CNN the other day ran a story. It was real propaganda. It was essentially designed to be dismissive of people's fears of, of crime. They said, well, you know, the real reason stores are leaving San Francisco is because so many stores open in San Francisco. And as the population declines in San Francisco, they don't need as many stores. You don't need a, a CVS on every street corner. You don't need that many targets. Uh, have you paid attention to what's happening in San Francisco? It's become a, a butt of no jokes. Dave Chappelle, the comedian, was out in San Francisco a couple weeks ago, did a stand-up routine. He didn't even have any trans jokes. He was spending all this time on the crime in, in San Francisco, the people pooping in the streets. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day who had to be out at San Francisco in a meeting in San Francisco, literally says in a, one of the nicest restaurants in San Francisco, and a guy visibly through the window drops his pants and takes a dump. There's this PR campaign among some progressives to claim San Francisco isn't as bad as it is. Meanwhile, people continue to flee San Francisco. It's a failed city. Crime is on the rise. You got to watch out for human feces in the street. You got to watch out for heroin needles in the street. You know, it, it, it's sad that Bob Lee was the what the the um, 
the creator of, of one of the cash app programs, and he was stabbed to death. And a lot of people, it's so the Republicans pounce on crime in San Francisco. Turns out he, he wasn't randomly murdered. That was how it was originally reported, though, that dude randomly murdered in San Francisco, the, this this star startup. Turns out dude was in some underground sex and drugs group and was sleeping with the sister of the guy who stabbed him to death. And they were like, see, it wasn't the rampant random anonymous crime. They knew each other. It's not that bad. It's, it's amazing how they continue to try to spin these things to pretend it's not that bad. Oh, they actually knew each other. They were all in the underground sex and drug club in San Francisco. That's what it was, not just the random violent crackhead who did it. As if that's any excuse. And they still want to defund police around the country. You, you got these two Democrats in Congress refusing to support a resolution honoring police who have been killed in the line of duty and committing to helping police officers. They voted against it. Progressives around the country have decided the police are bad. Law and order is bad. They want to take your children from you. They want to indoctrinate your children in public schools. They don't want to defend you in the streets. They want to take your guns away from you so you can't defend yourself. In New York City, it's the bad guys who are the heroes, and the good guys are treated as, as thugs who must be locked up. Look, look at the Daniel Penny situation up there. By the way, they're still maneuvering to make this all about racism and claim it's white supremacy. The guy in New York City. Daniel Penny, uh, one of the headlines here, the, this uh, Aaron Rupar, he's that left-wing journalist. Daniel Penny shows how the right loves white vigilante violence. And the subtitle, Law and Order is Often Code for White Supremacy. These people believe this garbage. You know who doesn't? The American people. The American people do not believe law and order is white supremacy. The American people want to be safe in their homes. You know why there have been mass rushed to buy guns in the last few years? Because the Democrats wanted to defund the police. The Democrats talked about defunding the police. So people went out and bought guns, record gun sales across the nation in the last several years. Not by lawbreakers, but by law-abiding citizens who know that when the burglar kicks in your front door, you may not have time to call 911, and if you do, the police aren't going to be there before you get killed. So people have bought guns, and they've trained. You know, if I were a member of Congress, I would submit legislation to give people a tax credit, not a deduction, but a tax credit if they take gun safety classes incentivize people to take gun safety classes. People are buying guns to protect themselves. They need to go learn how to use them. We're, we're, we're defunding police around the country thanks to the Democrats. So give people a tax credit. Let them go take a gun class, an NRA safety class. We've got to support the police. It should be a wake-up call for Democrats around the country that in Philadelphia, blue-collar white voters and non-white voters together united to support a woman who is a liberal, who is a pro-abortion, card-carrying member of the Democratic Party of the liberal establishment, but who wants to expand the police force and engage in stop-and-frisk routines with the police. Our cities are failing and the voters in those cities have a choice to make, and the people of Philadelphia have made a choice 
to try to take back their city from the criminal element and from the progressives who are trying to ruin them. We need more of this. Philadelphia shouldn't be the, the ending point. It should be the beginning. Look at Baltimore, failing city. You know, Democrats all the time talk about this and say, well, the Republicans don't control cities. You know, Republicans actually control one of the largest cities in the nation. It's called Miami. And Miami doesn't have the crime problems. They've got problems, and to be sure, they have crime and they have homeless, but not to the extent of a Baltimore, of a Philadelphia, of a Los Angeles, of a Chicago. They don't have the crime per capita. Crime's not as bad. Per capita, random violence is bad. Per capita, the the homeless people assaulting people in in Miami doesn't happen. People in Miami sit out of the coffee shops, sit out of the streets, little Cuban coffee shops, and they're left unbothered by the homeless population. Your city being a failure is a choice, and progressives have decided that failure is characteristic of cities, and they want all cities to look like that. Failure is a choice. When the situation happened in the New York subway with Jordan Neely, and the left was like, well, you're expected to be assaulted by homeless people in the subway. You're not expected to die in the subway. No, no, no. People have been killed in the subway by the crazy people. To make the good guy the bad guy, to claim it's all about white supremacy, is to ignore what actually happened. And around the country, if the Republicans can pick some sane candidates, they've got a message. People want law and order. People want to be safe. In fact, there was a giant gun survey that came out the other day and asked people the number one reason that they're buying, why, why are they buying guns? The number one reason people are buying guns is for protection. We need more police. We need to honor our police. It is telling that still, even in Congress, the far-left members, the furthest left, refuse to honor the police. And around the country, black, Hispanic, and working-class white voters are together united in supporting candidates who will fund the police and stop the crime. And that's a winning strategy for the GOP across the nation in 2024. I keep having friends tell me they realized I was right. Every time you wash sheets from Bowling Branch, they get softer and softer. They're the most luxurious sheets. The highest quality, incredible craftsmanship with just unmatched softness. 100% traceable organic cotton. It gets softer with every wash. I tell you guys that it's true. I can tell you it's a big difference. And I have bought different pairs of sheets to try to find some best. I keep coming back to my Bowling Branch sheets. They're incredible. They're buttery to the touch, super breathable. They're perfect for cooler weather and warmer weather. Why the drape? You actually feel like you've got something, a substance on you so you can snuggle in, but you don't get overwhelmingly hot during the during the summertime, and it's just the perfect weight under the blanket as well during the wintertime. I love Bowling Branch sheets. They're so luxurious. They're loved by four U.S. presidents. Got over 10,000 raving reviews. Right now, get 50% off your first order when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BowlingBranch.com. That's Bowling Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, John, you're going to be up first. Welcome. John, welcome. I think it's Tom. Oh, oh, yeah, well, it, I guess that is. It says John on the screen. Welcome to the show, nonetheless. No problem. 
Uh, I had a question for you, but a statement to start with. I, I, years ago, in the 60s, I watched an interview with uh, Nikita Khrushchev where he explained that Russia would take over America but never attack it, that mm-hmm. they would do it from within. And, and uh, it, it was profound to me at the time, uh, made a whole lot of sense, and I've watched it occur ever since. And my question to you, you've used the term about three times today, and I scream at the radio every time I hear it. What is the difference between a progressive and a communist? Because I don't really see one. Well, it is hard, and and more and more progressives are moving into socialism and communism. Uh, It is – when I say communists, people think of Russians. When I say progressives, they think of American communists. So uh, (laughs) Chinese communists, Russian communists, American communists, we call them progressives. There are some progressives who claim to still like the free market, although they weren't heavily regulated. But, I mean, the problem is they can't be honest with who they are. I'm not going to start calling them communists in large part because most of the people who listen to this program would have no idea who I was talking about. They would think I'm talking about Vladimir Putin or something. But uh, people get it when you say progressives. You know, you used to call them liberals, and liberal became so pejorative they had to move back to progressive. Originally, the American progressives were progressives. And then people got tired of calling them progressives, and they started calling them liberals because progressive got such a pejorative association. Now we're back to calling them progressive because liberal got the pejorative association. It's only a matter of time before we'll be back to calling them liberals. But liberals even don't like progressives because liberals are liberal, but they're just not that liberal. Um, it, it is interesting that the branding game. Now, look, I, I, I get what you're saying about it. But again, uh, most people in the audience, if I called them communists, would think I'm talking about the Russians or the Chinese, uh, not about other Americans as much as their sympathies may lie with uh, China these days, uh, there is a difference there. So I hope you understand that. Now, we got to move on to other stuff, including uh, Tommy Tuberville from Alabama is like the hero of the day. The left is beside themselves attacking Tuberville. But before that, I got to mention something real quick. Have you heard the report about all the schools banning books? It came out from some big um, uh, authors group in New York City. The Daily Signal is reporting Turns out all the books they're saying are banned from libraries are not banned from libraries. They put out a report making the claim, but the books aren't actually banned. We'll talk about that more later. Right now, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, you can get three of them for less than $200 by going to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, on the front of the website, and you can get them. Now, they're air purifiers, so they get rid of the pollen and the dust and all that that floats in the air, and they're filterless. You don't have to get a subscription. You just wipe it out on occasion. It's got electrostatic plates, and they work. Where they really shine, though, is odor elimination. You don't have to use essential oils. You don't have to use air fresheners to, to cover up a smell. The Eden Pure wipes out the smell. You go to EdenPureDeals.com. You put the discount code in, Eric. You get three of them for less than $200. You're saving $200. You get free shipping. Uh, got a pet, got litter box, smoky odors, musty odors, cooking odors. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm wipes them out. You can plug it into the wall. You can plug it in with a USB cord in your car if your car stinks, and they just work. Again, you get three of them, one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your basement or your RV, or like I do, keep one in my travel bag. They're small. You can hold them in your hand. You go to EdenPureDeals.com. You put in the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, Get three of them for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. Greetings. Welcome across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. If you'd like to be on the program, 
I got to switch up what I was going to talk about because I think this is a, a bigger story. One of the, the, the wild and crazy things I have noted over time with the secular left, as secularism itself really is becoming a religion. I mean, when you think about it, what, what, what does a religion have? A religion has some object that you worship. For Muslims, for Christians, for Jews, it's God. For the secular left itself, you have uh, some cause you participate in. Uh, for religious people, it's worship services. For the secular left, it tends to be protest. Uh, they they engage in politics. Uh, the government is a means of advancing the self. They have liturgies. They have things they believe. They have orthodoxies. They have dogmatic beliefs. One of those increasing dogmatic beliefs is that boys can become girls. And uh, they have uh, one thing that, that sets them apart from well-established religions is they've got a lot of contradictions they're still sorting out. So, for example, uh, the left now believes that puberty blockers are harmless drugs. Now, the data you should know, and I've seen it. I'm actually writing a book on this very issue. The data actually shows that puberty-blocking drugs actually have long-lasting impacts. It's not a, a light switch. You can't just turn it off and turn it back on, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. Uh, once you start taking puberty blockers, they begin to have ramifications that can affect someone for life. You get off of puberty blockers and things have been repressed for so long, it becomes hard to reactivate puberty and growth. You essentially get on puberty blockers and over time you, you are sterilizing yourself. But the left believes that they're harmless. The left believes that an 11-year-old can take a puberty blocker and be fine. Never mind the physical impacts, never mind the mental impacts. There's a lot of studies now that show that puberty blockers actually affect mental health pretty significantly. But what is bad? What is the bad thing? Well, the Biden administration that believes any kid who wants a puberty blocker should be given one is now opposed to chocolate milk. That's right. The Biden administration is considering a ban on chocolate milk in schools. The issue has divided parents. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Child nutrition specialists, school meal officials, and others. Supporters of restricting flavored milk, such as chocolate, strawberry, or other varieties, say it has added sugars that contribute to childhood obesity and established preferences for overly sweet drinks. But opponents, including the dairy industry and many school districts, say removing it will lead to children drinking less milk. We want to take a product that most kids like and that has nine essential nutrients in it and say, you can't drink this, you can't have a drink plan. This is Kitty Wilson, executive director of the Urban School Food Alliance, which represents 18 of the largest school districts in the country. What are we trying to prove? Others worry that children already have too much sugar, contributing to childhood obesity and flavored skim milk was the top source of added sugars at both school breakfast and school lunches. 
from a public health perspective, it makes a lot of sense to try to limit the servings of these flavored milks because they do have added sugar. Says Erica Laura Kitty, public health and nutrition professor at Harvard. The USDA proposes guidelines for school meals and has held off making a recommendation against flavored milk, the bulk of which is chocolate, but they're considering it. So give your kid puberty blockers, not chocolate milk. That's where the Biden administration is headed. This stuff, you know what? Give the kids more exercise time to burn off the sugars. I I am not a milk drinker. Okay, so I, I decided uh, in my, when I got married, I've never been a milk drinker. Like, you know what? I'm going to drink milk. And I drank milk. And then I had my wisdom tooth. I wasn't very wise. I only had one. Had my wisdom tooth taken out. And they didn't send me home with antibiotics. I got a jaw infection. Uh, swelled up my jaw. Closed it. And all I could eat were like mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and Frosties and milk. And to this day, I just can't bring myself to drink milk because I had so much milk. It's about the only thing that, that like, my wife would give me. And I was like, nope, nope. It took me a while to get back into frosting. You know, sweet potatoes are, like, my favorite thing on the planet. Sweet potatoes and oatmeal, like, my two favorite foods. I realize it. I'm weird. I could eat oatmeal and sweet potatoes the rest of my life. And, boy, would I be regular with clean colon. But, nonetheless, I digress. Uh, I never got over my love of sweet potatoes. But the milk, I'm just like, yeah. And, and... I, you know, there's this 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 grand conspiracy now among among people on the right that that milk is like it's it's this lobby effort and it's not good for you and whatnot. Kids, come on, please. We we've we've done this for a while. Milk is fine and chocolate milk is fine. In fact, uh, my kid has started going to CrossFit with me, and I keep telling him, you know, just drink some chocolate milk if you don't want a protein shake. He doesn't like them, but just drink some chocolate milk. It's it's got good protein. It's got good sugars for you after after you've been to the gym, you've been sweating like that. It'll be fine. But my kid is where he does it. He doesn't drink milk. I, he'll drink milk on occasion, but chocolate milk, just no. Nonetheless, this is kind of dumb. Can we just acknowledge this is this is very dumb thing for the Biden administration to want to get chocolate milk out of schools while putting puberty blockers in schools? They're they're not concerned about the long term ramifications of a puberty blocker, but for chocolate milk, it's like oh, we can't have obese kids. We need to have transgender kids. I, this The world has gone upside down. But, you know, transition further into this. It's not just the milks. You know, the other thing the Wall Street Journal is reporting on is they now want to get rid of deli meats. It's not just the milk. It's the deli meats and the bacon. Your boar's head turkey sandwich or ham, they want to get rid of it. They say it's bad for you now. Scientists say, scientists say, I don't know which scientists, but they say now that processed meats are bad for you and bacon is bad for you. Now, there's no evidence that bacon gives you Alzheimer's, but they suggest that having those nitrates and the sodium, it's bad for your heart and could give you dementia. I don't want to live in a world where I can't eat bacon. So again, they're, they're fine if you want marijuana now. And they're fine if you want puberty blockers now, but don't don't take tobacco and don't eat bacon. Don't drink chocolate milk. Whatever you do, for the love of all that's good and holy, don't drink chocolate milk. The world is upside down. And now bugs. We're back to the bugs. You're supposed to eat bugs so that Leonardo DiCaprio can continue flying his private jet to lecture the world about global warming. There's some deep level of hypocrisy in what they're doing here.
the bug agenda of the left from the Davos crowd. You should not eat bugs. CBS News the other day did another story on how you can and should eat bugs, and it's a good, nutritious, high-protein thing. Now, listen, if you choose to go eat a cricket or a worm, go for it. I might gag, but I'm, I'm trying not to gag as I talk about this, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. If you want to eat a bug, I'm not going to stop you. I know guys in, in high school and college who ate the worm out of the bottle of a tequila. Uh, if you want to do it, go for it. But to, to, to invest in the idea that all of us should, to invest in the idea that we need the entire world to move to bugs and away from cows to save the planet. You are essentially asking people to give up their lifestyle, and, and this is the whole of, of this, this progressive effort here. It's to give up your lifestyle. It's to make you uncomfortable to save the planet. There is a religiosity in it. The, the, the Muslim, the Jew, the Christian, you're supposed to give up sin. With the left, the progressive secular left, as it's become a religion, your existence is sin. Because every time you exhale, you're putting carbon dioxide into the world. And as you put carbon dioxide into the world, you mouth breather, you're ruining the planet. And so your existence, you must be punished. There's an asceticism. There's there's a, instead of being one of the, those fringy portions of religions, and a lot of religions had them where you spend your night beating yourself as punishment for your sins. With the left, you've got to ruin your life. You've got to be miserable. If you are miserable, Mother Earth is happy. So give up your steak and eat a cockroach. Give up your chicken and eat a grub. Give up your chocolate milk and take a puberty blocker to sterilize yourself so you can't have kids. It all comes from the same place. It is this, this Malthusian environmentalist secular cult that humanity is bad and what's so weird about it is like that they, they celebrate mankind and they want to celebrate diversity and stuff. But ultimately, at the end of the day, they, they want us to become extinct. They don't want you to have large families. You should only have 1.275 kids. They don't want you to drive a big car. When you do have kids, they don't want them to get joy in life from chocolate milk. But if you want the weed, take the weed. If you want the antidepressant, Take the antidepressant. If you want the puberty blocker, take the puberty blocker. If you want assisted suicide, go kill yourself. Just don't thrive. Don't get ahead of other people. Don't become successful or wealthy. Don't eat meat. Don't get in the sun. Don't drive a nice car. Don't live in a big house. Don't live a healthy, rewarding, fulfilled life with chocolate, milk, and steak. Because then you might enjoy yourself. And if you enjoy yourself, Mother Earth is suffering. It is a religion on the left these days. And it is one designed to punish you, make you feel bad and guilty, and get you to... Give up your joys in life and be miserable 
so that Mother Earth herself can be saved. And they're pushing it now into schools with things like getting rid of chocolate milk and deli meats and bacon so that your children are miserable. There's a story I'm going to talk about in the next hour. Kids are less inclined to show up to school now. They're just not going. And the left continues through the Biden administration to advance policies that take all the joy out of life, including taking your kids out of ever wanting to go to school again, because why bother? You can't get chocolate milk. You can't get good deli meat. You can't get bacon. All you get are puberty blockers and lectures on gender transitions in your local public school these days. Why bother going? They just want your life to suck so that they can keep flying private. Now, I don't want your life to suck, and so many of us have computer problems that makes our lives suck. I bet that we can improve your setup with your computer with Vision Computers. If you go to Vision Computer, you can get a uh, computer custom built for you or for your loved one, or if you've got a small business, even a big business, and you don't want to pay an in-house IT person, let Vision Computer be your IT person. Vision can custom build your PC or PCs for your office, and then you get their award-winning customer service. They answer the phone in less than 15 seconds. They answer your questions. They remote into your computers. They fix your computers. They can even like handle your printer problems, your email problems, your email setup, all of your technical needs. Vision can take care of them. For a low annual fee, if you don't have Vision, if you didn't buy a computer from Vision, just a low annual fee, and you too can have their technical support. They're so good. And if you call them at 404 Compute, you get the Eric Erickson Special. 404 Compute, the Eric Erickson Special. You're not going to see it on the website, but you should go check them out, visioncomputers.com, visioncomputers.com, or call them, 404 Compute, ask about the Eric Erickson Special, and just remember, when they answer the phone, be impressed with how quickly they answer the phone. And they do that for tech support as well. So if you want a great computer that's going to last you a while, let Vision work with you to custom build them and then rely on them for their technical support so that you don't have to be in, in just the, the remote phone hell where you're pushing one, two, one, 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 five, three, one, waiting for someone to answer the phone. Vision answers the phone and takes care of your computer needs. 404 Compute. Yeah, I sent out the ricotta meatball recipe yesterday. Delicious. Okay, let's go to the phones. 877-973-7425. Nate, you're up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. Hey, Eric. How you doing? Good. Good, good. Sorry if there's no in the background. I'm actually at the gym right now. So um, just good for to you. point out an interesting contradiction of the, of the left here. So... So they teach us that uh, obesity is beautiful and be proud of your body and all that. But at the same time, they're trying to ban these milk for children because of childhood obesity. Why aren't they letting these children, you know, experience the beauty that is obesity? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Shouldn't they, they, they tell us that, I, I mean, this is a normal lifestyle choice these days. And, and you're supposed to be proud of it. I mean, look at the Gatorade ad with, with the, the large woman doing yoga or the, the Lizzo commentary. Yes, what's, what's wrong with it? Um, you know, I, I, I can, yeah, it just, it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's also deeply contradictory. That's such a good point. Um, by the way, good for you for being at the gym. I went yesterday and I'm still sore. (laughs) Good. Yeah. It's leg day. So I'll let you go. Oh man. Yeah. I had leg day yesterday. It was miserable. And and, you know, I, I say this as as someone who's got to lose weight and I'm like back to tracking my macros and all that. And it's miserable. It takes the joy out of eating, which I love to do. But it's also good for you to not be overweight. And I, I, I talked about this yesterday, that the mainstreaming of or, or this this um, 
being fat is a lifestyle choice and there's nothing wrong with it. Actually, there is, and I say this as someone who needs to lose weight, that uh, your joints feel better, your heart is better, uh, your breathing is better, everything is. Um, I understand the the desire to fight childhood obesity. I do, and I think it's something that should be fought. But uh, for a group of people who elevate this idea that uh, it, it's, it's your body is beautiful no matter what, and, and we should embrace it, and there's nothing wrong, and, and you can't fat shame and stuff, isn't that what they're doing is, is the people who don't want you to fat shame or fat shaming kids out of eating chocolate or drinking chocolate milk? The whole thing has deep contradictions to it. Debbie, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show, Debbie. Hey there. I have a just, I guess, a statement and try to get your feedback on it. I'm one of your premium members, and I spend all evening after dinner just listening to different podcasts and going through emails. And I just feel like as conservatives and as patriots, we almost need some kind of a handbook on um, apologetics just for our conservative beliefs. You know, how do you how do you talk to people nowadays when I bring up, you know, conversations, you know, what I get is, oh, well, that's just like the 70s, it'll pass, or that just happens in California. It seems like nobody wants to really take accountability. And it's just so frustrating because it's politics are poison. The government's, you know, the government's poison, your food is poison, your schools are poison. It's like, what do you do besides pray? That's a great point. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll always start there. But yes, um, hey, maybe this is the next book I need to write. So, something like, you know, Rush back in the day had the the his books, um, See, I Told You So and the like, and and they kind of served in the 1980s as, as that good apologetics for conservatism. The, the, the fact of the matter is, though, people these days are so into uh, my beliefs, my my truth, uh, my feelings, it's just harder and harder to um, get people to engage at a level where they can deal rationally and reasonably with truth. I will say this, though, that all of the data compellingly shows that if you can build a relationship with people you disagree with, that you are more likely to be able to persuade that person to your side uh, than anyone else. It is the willingness to build relationships these days that is harder and harder with people who disagree with us on ideas, but also more and more effective in persuading those people to see the world in our way. So I would just push you on that. When we come back, can we talk about how screwed up all of our kids are becoming? There's some disturbing data out there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.